0: and monopoly but not terrorists welcome to the terrorist therapist show i'm dr carol a psychiatrist and your terrorist therapist yes i know you're wondering what on earth do muppets and monopoly have to do with terrorism well i will tell you um there is i'm sure you have noticed that there is an increasing tsunami of cancel culture, of things being canceled left and right, God with the wind um, and Jemima, <laughs> um, all kinds of things. Well, it's not getting any better. I mean, like you would think that by now, all the things that, that some in control of this uh, cancer, can, yeah, canc- this cancer, exactly, I, it's a Freudian slip, um, this cancel culture movement, you would think they would have been satisfied by now. But no, um, they, they're continuing to go on basically wanting to cancel everything. We're going to have nothing left. Everything's going to be canceled. Now, Muppets. <laughs> why would you think that Muppets and Monopoly, you know, two staples of childhood, why would those be canceled and not terrorists? And by that, I'm talking about radical Islamist terrorists for the most part, as well as lone wolves and so on. Now, there's one caveat to this um, this discussion, and that is that cancel culture does want to cancel um, the people who uh, stormed the Capitol, who they are calling domestic terrorists, and um, they have extended this now, however, to basically be calling the Republican Party, all Republicans, terrorists. So, putting that um, absurdity <laughs> aside, let's talk about the Muppets and Monopoly. And um, also I'm going to be talking today about canceling Shakespeare. Did you know Shakespeare was canceled in some schools? And, um, and then I'm going to talk, um, give a brief story about a terrorist who is on trial in the UK uh, now. And, um, and his connection to children. And, and you know, it's, it's sort of a, an amazing um, contrast between canceling Muppets, you know, the outrageous canceling of Muppets and Monopoly and Shakespeare in school compared to a real terrorist who um, uh, outed, so to speak, a, a brother terrorist um, who was going to do real harm to a member of the royal family. So let's start with the Muppets. Okay, Um, as of this moment, they are not literally cancelled per se, but they have been bullied into putting a disclaimer on in front of the Muppet Show, which is on Disney Plus, they're going to have a disclaimer that warns of quote offensive content, unquote. Disney Plus just released five seasons of uh, The Muppet Show streaming on Disney Plus, Plus. and so people are going to be able to watch Kermit the Frog, Miss Piggy, Piggy, Piggy Fuzzy Bear, and so on. I love The Muppets, and the disclaimer. Um, you know, there's the Muppets are so fuzzy, (laughs) literally fuzzy, and, um, and benign and um, comforting to kids. And now it's going to have a disclaimer in front of the show. So like kids are watching this, right? And before they see their favorite animals characters, um, they're going to read this disclaimer. Now, yes, not necessarily four year olds are going to be able to read it, but certainly uh, six and seven and above are going to be able to read it, you know, at least. So here's um, what it's going to say. It's going to warn viewers that the show features quote unquote stereotypes and quote mistreatment of people or cultures, unquote. It says, quote, this program includes negative depictions and or mistreatment of people or cultures. These stereotypes were wrong then and are wrong now. Rather than remove this content, We want to acknowledge its harmful impact, learn from it, and spark conversation to create a more inclusive future together. Disney is committed to creating stories with inspirational and aspirational themes that reflect the rich diversity of the human experience around the globe. Um, Now, it didn't say specifically what they were apologizing for, but some characters depict Native American, Middle Eastern and Asian people. I mean, it is all done um, in a very innocent kind of way. Um, One thing that was noted is that uh, in season five, the legendary country singer Johnny Cash is seen performing in front of a Confederate flag. (laughs) Wow, (laughs) you know, that, that is just gonna destroy uh, America. Anyhow, I'm being sarcastic, of course. Um, they're also going to put this warning before some iconic movies, including Aristocats, Dumbo, Peter Pan, and Swiss Family Robinson. I wonder if it's going to have a poison symbol next to the, uh, these disclaimers. I mean, this, this has gone way, way too far. I uh, tweeted this morning uh, in regard to, I came across an article that had to do with Monopoly and I'll tell you about that. So I tweeted, from Muppets to Monopoly, cancel culture is destroying our lives by trying to make us feel guilty for loving iconic TV, films, games, Shakespeare statues, etc. Making our history disappear is how they want to take over our minds. Cancel culturists, are the real terrorists. This is something that is really uh, getting gaining more and more of my attention. Not only the cancel culture going way, way too far, but um, also what kids are being taught in school, which is all related. And, um, you know, it's one thing I, I wanna explain up front is how you may think that this is like trivial or, but you know, the more we lose, no, I'm not I, I want to say I, I certainly I am not for racism and I'm not for making fun of people or you know any of that, like duh, but um but all of these things being canceled or Disney having to put it an offensive warning you know before their Um, television shows and movies and so on is just ridiculous and the, the the bad part about this well there are lots of bad parts but as a psychiatrist what i am especially concerned about is canceling all of these things that were parts of our childhood parts of our history um parts of our normal lives these are markers that we unconsciously use to keep our sanity We expect certain things to be that way. (laughs) We expect the Muppets, for example, uh, to be cute. We expect Monopoly to be a fun childhood game. We certainly expect Shakespeare to be taught in school. So on statues and history and schools being renamed, all of this, it is having a very dangerous effect on our minds. And especially in these days with coronavirus and the politics, you know, being crazy and not ending. (laughs) And it's especially we're we're in especially in an especially vulnerable time. So for all of these markers to be taken away or canceled, it adds to the danger of us falling apart, basically us, you know, losing our minds. All right, now Monopoly. What is happening to Monopoly? Okay, Um, I I hope you played Monopoly as a child. I certainly did. I spent countless hours playing it. A lot of fun. Well, did you know that now there is cancel culture claiming that we should cancel Monopoly, right? Because the classic or standard board was allegedly, well, was originally based, um, well, all of the properties on on uh, Monopoly. The, the game was created by a realtor and he took these real names from properties um, in Atlantic City. Now, some people are trying to twist this around to say that, so he, he went by the actual value at that time, this was in 1930, the actual value of these different streets. But now of course, leave it to somebody to say that this is racism because they're saying that all the cheapest properties in Monopoly were black neighborhoods and it was due to the racial segregation in the 1930s in Atlantic City. Well, it may be well true that that the cheapest properties, I mean, it is true that the cheapest properties in Monopoly were in fact the the, um, lowest value in terms of real estate uh, uh, in Atlantic City, but they didn't pick it, the realtor didn't base his choice of these uh, streets on the fact that they were black neighborhoods. It's just that at the time in the 1930s, the black people who were in Atlantic city were poor, or at least a lot of them were, or some of them were, and they happened to live in these poor neighborhoods, but it was not a racist thing to begin with. And so that's kind of a good example of how everything is being twisted. Everything is being looked at with a jaundiced eye. Oh, they did this on purpose to um, to discriminate against Blacks. (laughs) That was not true. Well, uh, actually, the first person who created the uh, sort of the um, prototype or the original, so to speak, um, monopoly was a woman named Lizzie Maggie. And she um, created this in 1904. Uh, She created this real estate game. She patented it in 1904, and um, she created it as an educational tool and a protest against America's property moguls. Again, nothing about racism. Um, And the sad part of the story is that she only got $500, and she never got any residuals for creating the game. Um, Then someone else came along in 1930, and they um, revised it. Uh, to be contemporary for that day. Well, when we come back, I'll finish telling you about Monopoly and then I will go on to Shakespeare and um, on to the actual terrorist in the UK on trial. So stay tuned. Welcome back to the Terrorist Therapist Show where today we're talking about uh, cancel Muppets and Monopoly, but not terrorists. We're talking about, um, we're talking first about the Muppets and about this uh, offensive content disclaimer that Disney plus felt uh, they had to put. I mean, that's the thing, it's such intimidation. This whole PC is such intimidation. That's what they base it on. And it's just getting so much stronger. Um, We have to fight back, (laughs) obviously. Um, Okay, so now getting back to Monopoly. There is why it's coming up now is because some woman wrote an essay in the Atlantic and um, she is accusing. The uh, founders or originators of the game, maybe not Lizzie Maggie, who did it in 1904, but um, the one after that uh, Jesse Rayford, a, a man who actually lived in Atlantic City and um he uh that was his hometown and so he knew all the streets and he fixed the prices of the different properties on the board game according to the actual real estate hierarchy at the time he was not (laughs) he didn't make this happen he didn't you know He didn't, um, it wasn't his fault that there were a lot of black people living in the poorer areas. And that was not his point. He was actually, you know, he, as a realtor, he was, um, it was just, you know, this is his work. This is what he does and what he saw every day. So uh, he lived on Ventnor Avenue. I'm sure some of these, the names of the streets and avenues are gonna sound familiar to some of you. Um, His friends, he had friends, called the Joneses and also friends called the Harvey's and they lived on Park Place and Pennsylvania Avenue. And yes, those are some of the more expensive streets on the board game. Now, um, this woman who wrote the essay is saying that these were streets where black people were not allowed to live and they made the priciest um, spots on the board game. Now, the cheapest spots on the board matched streets in low-income neighborhoods where there happened to be a lot of black people living for example baltic avenue that was just worth 60 dollars on the board and it was the street where the harveys in other words the friends of the rayfords um their black maid clara watson lived on baltic avenue so you know try twisting this around and trying to say that it's racist is just pretty absurd Okay, so we have the Muppets and Monopoly. Now let's go to Shakespeare. This is really, this is something that, uh, I mean, it all bothers me, but you know, it's, it's shocking. It's like every day you see new things happening and you, it, it, it's unbelievable. Um, okay, so Shakespeare. Shakespeare is getting canceled in some schools. Um, there, were, there was an article, somebody wrote an article, a librarian wrote an article in the school library journal and a slew of English literature, literature teachers wrote in and they talked about how they were ditching Hamlet, Macbeth, Romeo and Juliet to make room instead for quote, modern, diverse and inclusive voices. Now, why did they cancel Shakespeare? because they are accusing him, um, his works <laughs> as promoting misogyny, racism, homophobia, classism, anti-Semitism, and misogynoir, um, which is a new word. Uh, I mean, one that I have never heard of before, but apparently, it, and I, I think it is fairly new, it's apparently it means um, racism against Black women. Somehow I think that, that like much, most of this came from Black Lives Matter, but I'll check that out before I absolutely claim that. So um, they also didn't like him. They also wanted to cancel him because they say that he was a tool used to civilize black and brown people in England's empire. Um, and they wanted to challenge the fact that uh, his works are universal because somehow that means whiteness. Um, and you know, of course, for, I mean Shakespeare has lived through the ages. And his his works have lived through the ages because they are so universal. Because the things, even though they yes, it was from a an older time, but the, the issues that they deal with and the feelings that they deal with uh, betrayal and love and you know suicide and um, families. Uh, bickering with each other and just all of the um, the themes are still universal today so they do teach um, they do teach important lessons you know quite frankly you know what I think I think that these teachers who canceled Shakespeare um, have been having a hard time understanding Shakespeare it's a lot of work to understand Shakespeare if you really do it well enough to be a good teacher of it and I (laughs) So it's a lot easier to read the more modern kinds of um, stories being put out there. And, um, and I really think that that is the, their motivation, their thinly veiled motivation. So um, also they're, they're, um, they're trying, they, to the extent that they are mentioning Shakespeare um, or using his plays, they do it to lecture about toxic masculinity and Marxism. <laughs> I mean, this is another example of how these people, these people who are um, trying to, you know, who are behind cancel culture are just trying to find um, negative things in all of the beautiful, historical, iconic um, parts of history, parts of our lives, and just twisting it around to mean something bad. So uh, I'm, you know, what's shocking is how so many teachers are being allowed to just decide that they're not going to teach Shakespeare. Um, so instead, you know, they are saying that uh, they want to, you know, use use these more modern, diverse. I mean, I'm not against also including in the syllabus uh, modern, diverse voices. That's fine, but you don't throw away Shakespeare. Uh, all together to make room for modern easier to understand kinds of things. Because I I remember think about when you learned Shakespeare, part of the joy of Shakespeare was interpreting it was um, figuring out uh, what these things meant and looking deeper, the language is so beautiful in Shakespeare. Um, You know, and and so interpreting it and with the teacher, of course, uh, helping us to interpret it and then getting to the deeper meanings. And, you know, we use, we use examples of um, Shakespeare, lines from Shakespeare, of course, today, you know, it's all over the place. Um, For example, just recently with the uh, events, you know, related to the impeachment and and all the political backstabbing, um, we use the line. I use the line "a uh, too brute" in talking about um, the people who were betraying Trump, and like Pence, for example. Uh, that was the final straw. When and so people were were saying "a two brute." You know, you two are going to betray me. So uh, you know, this is just part of our culture in so many different ways, and. Uh, you know it is stripping our culture and and making room for things that do not have the same history do not have the same uh I mean obviously if something becomes a classic whether it's Shakespeare or the puppets, or Monopoly if something becomes a classic it's because it touches something inside of us either when we were children and or when we grow up um it's not you know it's not a uh it's not. It's not everything that becomes a classic. It's only things that really touch us. And so to take away the things that touch us and replace it with Marxist ideas or um, or just lighter, you know, just uh, things that don't have as much weight, things that don't carry as much significance, that is just stripping our culture. Of all the beautiful things that it has. Now you know, don't <clears throat> I know? I don't want to hear you saying that. The, what the Muppets are beautiful? They are a beautiful thing. If you've had kids <laughs> and you have taken them to a Muppet movie or let them watch television and watch the Muppets. I mean, the Muppets. <laughs> not to to uh, spend too much time on the Muppets. Too much more time, but you know, the Muppets teach kids all kinds of good things there are all there are reasons for each of the Muppets and they are teaching good behavior and good morals and and you know it's not just like uh, compared to like a lot of other things these are not just cartoons that have no meaning and which is why they become a classic why kids love them why parents love them and why they should not be canceled or have these warning signs um, in front of watching it before you watch it? Because what does that do psychologically to a kid? Um, you know, regardless of how much they understand of the warning, it makes kids. You know, they're all they're sitting sitting down to watch this nice Muppet movie or television show, and he, right the first thing they see is this uh, this um, warning. Um, It makes people feel, uh uh-oh, should I not be watching this? Is this bad? Are are Muppets bad? I mean, that's basically what it translates to. All right. Well, we'll um, stop this segment for right now. And when we come back, I'm going to talk to you about um, a real terrorist, (laughs) a real radical Islamist terrorist, and uh, the trial that has started in the UK. Welcome back to the Terrorist Therapist Show, where we're talking about cancel Muppets and Monopoly, but not terrorists. Cancel culture is the real terrorist. The cancel culturists are the real terrorists. They are terrorizing us um, from game makers to Disney, to um, people who make uh, food products to, I mean, just, we're being, we are being terrorized, intimidated to um, look at the beautiful things that our society has created and societies before it and to find, look for something bad in it. This is bad. This should be banned. This should be canceled. Well, um, let's look at a real terrorist. <laughs> That's what should be canceled. Radical Islamists are what should be canceled and we should, um <laughs> We need to be paying attention to them instead of as being bad, um, not, uh, not the Muppets. All right, so in the UK right now, there is a trial going on of a band called uh, Saheb Abu. Saheb Abu, I'm gonna call him Abu <laughs> after this. <laughs> um, he is a jihadi rapper. He he's on trial for planning terrorist acts. Um, He, you know, as many uh, terrorists who get caught have done, uh, he unfortunately was talking to a counterterrorism official who he thought was a fellow terrorist. And so he told him about a lot of things, you know, his own plans and so on. And then it turned out that this was. um, an authority who then uh, reported him, and he got arrested, and now he's on trial. Now, um, and he, he's really an interesting guy um, because he um, he's on trial at the Old Bailey, and for for um, planning a terror attack during the COVID nineteen pandemic. And he, he was talking to an undercover police officer to be specific. And um, he was talking about, um, well, in his defense, I mean, as he was, well, as he was talking to this undercover police officer and now at his trial and so on, he's very talkative, this guy, Abu. Um, let me tell you first about some of his things. He First of all, he is a jihadi rapper, he makes, rap songs and he tried to one of his defenses was he tried to say that um that these things that he was saying he, he unfortunately he uh he joined a chat group uh an online group where he um talked about where he was very pro-isis and so on and um and he said some things and and also to this uh police officer, um, and he used the excuse at his trial that really this was—he was just rapping. These were just lyrics um, to his rap songs, and he wasn't really serious about it. It was just that these things rhymed with each other. So another thing that he said is that he joined this pro ISIS chat group to find a wife. He said, "I was just there to try and get a girl. It's nothing to do with ISIS." <laughs> um, but then he's 27 years old and he's accused of buying a sword a knife body armor and other things in preparation for an act of, of terrorism and he joined this um encry- encrypted telegram app and uh you know said they were supporting isis and so on and oh he said that he was only saying these things he said let me show myself off a macho big man and my ego um, you know, i was just showing off as a type, like bravado, strong, macho Muslim. Um, and, you know, he, he, he said that he saw uh, icons in the group of flowers who represented the female members. And he thought, quote, maybe behind that screen is a flowery, you know, who wouldn't mind marrying a beast like me, like flowery woman who wouldn't mind marrying a beast like me. He said he knew that a lot of brothers met their wives on um, online, like in WhatsApp groups and so on. He said nothing to do with Isis. Um, He said he had a grudge against Isis because two of his half brothers died after joining Isis. I already lost two brothers to terrorism who became terrorists. then he said, yes, I mean, he was really clever It's too bad he didn't use this cleverness for something good, but because he kept coming up with one excuse after another, not that the court is likely to believe all of these things but um, he said that he was only watching ISIS videos, because he was looking for his brothers because he didn't want to believe they were dead so he kept looking at one ISIS video after another for his brother. And he said the things that he purchased, like a sword, and so on, he wanted to use as a prop in videos. Um, He brought bought a bulletproof vest, and he was saying that that was the prop. Uh, He told the police that he didn't want to f up his life by becoming uh, a part of terrorism, and he had business ideas like making fruit and irrigation projects for developing countries. was a good rapper because um, because he comes up with all these things on the fly. Okay, what does this have to do with um, <laughs> with cancel culture and and kids and, and Monopoly and Muppets? Okay, well, in um, as part of his you know all his jabbering, uh, and in his court case, he mentioned. I think maybe he thought that this would perhaps get him um, get him less of a sentence if he gave them some information. Uh, you know, to help them um, accuse somebody else, pin some um, terrorism uh, plans on somebody else. So he told the court about a plan to poison Prince George's ice cream. Um, he said that a, a brother, and an ISIS brother, uh, was, who is a pro, ISIS propagandist, his name is Husnain Rashid. He is someone who was already in jail. Um, he was put in jail for life in 2018 for a number of terrorist offenses. But Abu told them about how uh, Rashid had a plan to poison Prince George, you know, um, Kate and William's son who is in line for the throne. Um, he said that this this man, this uh, Rashid, who already is in jail for life, you know, there are 25 years, 28 years essentially for life. Um, but he told the, the jihadi rapper, told the court that um, he planned to target not only Prince George, but the whole royal family by poisoning ice cream. He said that the plan was to um poison ice cream um in a sainsbury he said you know what his plan was say like the royal family house is there they go to the nearest sainsbury's and put poison in the ice creams so the royal family will go and buy the ice creams from there now somehow i don't think that the royal family buys ice cream um, in a Sainsbury, um, I mean, and if they, if they, if Sainsbury is like a Ralphs or an A or a Target. Well, not exactly Target, but you know, it's a, a grocery store, chain of grocery stores. Um, and so the he's saying that this terrorist, who's already in jail for life. Uh, His plan was going to poison ice cream, like all the ice cream in a Sainsbury that was near the royal family. And they would come in and they would buy ice cream and poor Prince George would be poisoned as would the rest of the family. Okay, so here's that is poisoning kids. It's not the Muppets, it's not Shakespeare, and it's not Monopoly that is um, poisoning kids. It's, it's, this is literally these are radical Islamists, ISIS, who are literally they don't fool around with the Muppets. (laughs) They are literally trying to poison the royal family. Now again, I don't think that the royal family goes to Sainsbury and buys ice cream, it is possible. But I am sure they have things um, tested before, you know, tasters or whatever before. um, Somehow, that would be a little too too dangerous for, especially to give the kids. Um, that is not a very likely scenario uh, to poison. And, and the chances of, you know, you poison how many times would you have to poison? <laughs> what are the chances, uh, whether the royals go to Sainsbury every once in a while or not, what are the chances that if you poison all of the Sainsbury ice cream, what are the chances that the royal family is gonna go and get that ice cream and eat it and die before other people shopping at that Sainsbury's would buy the ice cream and die or get sick. So the whole thing is pretty ridiculous. But that that is what real terrorists do. They don't poison the minds like um, people who are um, cancel culturists um, are claiming that these things do, the Muppets and so on. They literally, poison people or kill them in other ways. Now, um, um, well, I guess, I guess the time is up (laughs) and, um, I will, I will end here, but I I just with one, just with sort of a, I want to leave you with this thought. Um, We have to, the thought is, I mean, the reason why I've gone into all of these things in such detail is because, well, first, because I'm really angry about it. I have become, the more I have found out about these things, not just about these cancel, more and more things being canceled, but about what is being taught in school, the angrier I'm getting, and the more I want to alert people, please, please, please pay attention to what your children, your grandchildren, your friends' children, um, what they are learning in school. And please do not go along with these cancel culturists who are trying to cancel not just American life, but really the life um, of lots of cultures around the globe. Well, thank you for listening to the Terrorist Therapist Show. I'm Dr. Carol, your terrorist therapist.